listening to Mysteries and Beliefs Podcast, the show where we discuss a multitude of mind-boggling topics like the paranormal, conspiracies, extraterrestrials, brain-scrambling sciences, and anything mysterious. If you have a story to tell and you'd like to be a part of the conversation, send your thoughts to John Carter at mysteriesandbeliefspodcast.com. See you on the other side. Hello and welcome back to episode number 56 of Mysteries and Beliefs Podcast with John Carter. On today's show, we have a special guest listener. They came on the show to share her real-life ghost stories. And if you have a story that you'd like to share, send it to us at John Carter at mysteriesandbeliefspodcast.com. You can be on the show to share the story or we can share the story for you. So, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Now, is this the first time that you've been on a podcast? Yes, yes, my first time. How about the mic? The first time was when I was six years old and reciting a poem for Mother's Day. But you sound good. Thank you. (laughs) Good. I'm trying. Today, Lisa won't be joining us on the show. It, It will be just the two of us. And the first thing I'd like to ask you... Before you had these experiences, did you believe in the paranormal? Um, well, yes, because that's something that uh, I'm not the first one in my family to have experienced paranormal activity. So I've always been exposed to that. I've heard stories about it. So I've heard about that. And, and, and yeah, I always was brought up to believe that there is life after death. And so... Okay, so you've always believed. I've always, I've always believed in it because it's something that I've always been exposed to um, growing up. So, other people in your family have experienced. Oh yes, definitely. The story that you're going to tell us today. Yes, did they experience the same thing or witness some of the things that you witnessed? Yes, yes. Oh, that's even better. Mm Now, as you guys know, I'm from Virginia, and Virginia is one of the places that was first settled, and it's a very old place. And we've talked about a lot of stories on the podcast because I live in Manassas, Virginia, and of course, everybody knows Bull Run, the battles there. So I get a lot of paranormal experiences, and if you guys have been listening, you've heard our stories, but I'm glad to have somebody else telling their story on the show today. Now. How long ago did you have this experience? I want to say about 20, this particular experience, about 22, 25 years ago. And this was the first one of this story? This story is, yes. So not the first, um, this is the second time I had a paranormal experience in my neighborhood. And that's where the story is. So, um, so yeah, it, it was a while back. Oh, so you have a hot spot for paranormal activity yes. where you live. Yeah, it sounds, it looks like it. I want to say it is because it's not the first time and I'm not the only one who has seen things in our neighborhood where I live. Wow. And what about neighbors and stuff? Do they ever mention anything? Yes, they have mentioned things. Damn. Yes. I wonder if anybody's been down there do, to do any ghost hunting. I think if somebody did try you you will find something because you don't have to look to find it. It just appears. It just appears. I'm not a ghost hunter, so you won't see me there. 
hunting ghosts. <laughs> if it happens while I'm there, it happens, but I'm not looking for them. I agree. Uh, the story that you're telling today. Now, what were you doing? So um, this was when I was in high school. A few years ago, my dad uh, was, yes. You said you were in high school a few years ago, 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do that math. A few years ago. Yes. Well, yeah, it was 20, 22 something years ago. And uh, my dad was out late and um, my mom was very worried, wondering where he was. And she stayed up late. I stayed up late trying to keep her company. My dad we, 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 we thought he was in a car accident. We were just concerned. So we kept looking out the window. And um, I live in Northern Virginia. It's a very, it's a very wooded area. And like, it's, um, it's the suburbs. So we looked out the window and, you know, we can see our cars being parked and the mailbox is, you know, right there. And across the street, the neighbor's houses, we live in, in a townhouse. And we're looking out the window at this time. It's really late or early in the morning, I should say. It's almost one in the morning and my dad is not back yet. So we're looking out the window, wondering where he is. And the next thing I know or we hear is we hear a noise that goes like this, like click, 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 click. And I'm, we're looking at each other, wondering what is that noise? We, we don't see what that is, but you can see it. Get, you can hear it getting louder and louder and louder. Click, 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 click. And then it sounded like horses when horses are, you know, they're, they're walking, whatever. And horses in the, I don't, we were completely confused. And then we see two men on, on, on horseback, two. And these men were wearing what looks like um, Confederate type of like uniform. These were like soldiers. and. We're thinking this is one in the morning, mind you, like in the middle of the street. But again, it's a tiny street, right? It's inside a, a neighborhood. And they're just clicking away, click, 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 click. And just both of them almost keeping watch. And, and, and I'm thinking, is this, what are we missing? Who are these people? And they kept going. And as they're getting away from us, going away from us, going towards our neighbor's house across the street, they were going towards, there's a house that looks over our entire neighborhood. It's like a, a big, big house that used to belong to this gentleman who owned the whole property back in the 1800s. And the house still there. And the area where I live, where my house is located, it used to be um, like a cotton like plantation. These these men, whatever they look kind of trans, they 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 just look, didn't look right. They look kind of hazy, kind of strange. So they were walking away and click click click. And the next, they were going towards that house, that old old house that belonged to that that gentleman that owned the plantation back in the eighteen hundreds. And they just disappeared. They just boom. That was it. Now you said we. Who else was with you? My mom. Oh, you and your mom, because you were waiting for your dad. Yes. Yeah. And we just didn't know what to think. We didn't say anything to each other. We just looked at each other and, and we gave ourselves the sign of the cross. <laughs> we are, uh, we're very religious. And we said, oh my gosh, what was this we just saw? You said they were kind of translucent, but was there any facial 
features that you can? No, no, I couldn't. They were, they, they were, they were that they were his, and it was night. So we had, we have, uh, we had enough light in the neighborhood to kind of see what was going on. It wasn't pitch black, but not so much where we could see the, the, the these were like, all I can tell you is that they were young. They had to have been in their early twenties, early to mid twenties that I can tell you. And they were men. So they just kind of came through the neighborhood and went just one direction. One, right. Never stopped, no voices, no, no nothing, no looking back no. or anything like no, that No, they just kept looking straight ahead and um, they were not talking to, to each other. They were just looking straight ahead. They just looked almost as if they were in a, in, they, they just, I, I don't know. They just seemed kind of like lost, but they were just looking at one direction it sounds more like, do you know about the stages of hauntings? No. A residual haunting or an intelligent haunting. Mm. And that sounds like a residual haunting. That means that something, say you have a car that just goes the same route every single time. That's a residual haunting. That just means Whatever happened traumatic at that point, mm-hmm. they're just stuck in that one time and it just repeats. And an intelligent haunting is when they actually can interact with you. That makes and that's sense. why I asked, did they turn around or did they say anything at all? No, they were just looking straight ahead. Now, in this neighborhood, do you have any of the experiences in your house at all? Um, yes. Yes. Uh, the uh, going into like the entrance, the, the main door going in, in the townhouse, there's this, always this kind of cold spot. We have to bless the house consistently. OK, we have to bless it uh, with like holy water and we, we consistently pray over it to kind of cleanse it. Because every so often that area, when you come into the house, it just gets cold and so that's the basement and you feel like a, like a, like a sadness. Uh, I know it's hard to explain, but it just, just feels you're not sad, but then yeah, you, you, get, you get that mm-hmm. feeling and then you get cold and then you get shivery and there's something, something wrong. And I do have um, two nieces who are toddlers and one of them um, and my dog too, when she was alive a year or two ago, they would just stare at that space and my dog would growl, you know? And, and, and one of th- one time my niece said, um, you know, auntie, I really, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. And I'm like, what are you looking at? It's just scary, scary. And she wouldn't say what it was. So you can feel a presence there, but you really don't see anything Physically, no, there. no, no, not physically. Uh-uh. And how often does that happen? That happens every few months. So we have to cleanse it and then it goes away completely. And in the basement too, uh, when you go up the stairs from the basement, it just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe other people have experienced that with their basements, but I mean, it feels like somebody's chasing after you. But after we bless it, all those feelings kind of, Go away for a while. Yeah. Now, the experience that you and your mom had on the outside with the guys on the horse, mm-hmm. 
Have you experienced that again or was that a one-off? No. Um, so the horses, the guys on the horses, we never saw again. Um, but a few years later, I was uh, coming home and um, it's going, I was in that same neighborhood and there's a stop sign. And right before the stop sign, I saw this image of a man kind of hunched over crossing the street right in front of my car. But I didn't see this man as I was approaching that stop sign, but it was before the stop sign. So I was going to stop at the stop sign, right? I, I could have slowed down, but I didn't slow down because the stop sign wasn't there yet. And this image of this man crossing the street just kind of appeared from nowhere. But it was like, it was not, it, it was, it was completely misty, this image. So as soon as you got close to this thing, this entity, it would, it would disappear. But by then I had already pressed my brake so hard that everything in the car was a mess. And I, a lot of our neighbors have complained about, have talked about that. Wow. What period clothing did this apparition um, have? It's hard to tell uh, because this one, as opposed to those soldiers, with the soldiers, you could tell they were wearing hats. They, you know, you could tell the color was blue, I thought. You, you could see they were, but this thing was more just like, like mist in, in the shape of a man. And the man was hunched over. So there was no way to tell because it was just, it was mist in the shape of a man. That's the way I can describe it. Do you know what color the Civil um, Civil War soldiers wore? I can't, I can't remember. Was it blue? Blue for Union. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the Union soldiers wore blue. Oh gosh! See, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, I mean, that whole area. The owner of that house, of that big house, uh, of the gentleman who this man who owned the plantation. He and his son, his two sons, are buried right behind that house. They, they're not buried in a cemetery. They, they got a plot yeah, of like land. Yeah, like they used land. to do, bury people in their yard on their property. And you can, when you walk your dog, you go past his grave. Like his grave is in his sons. They have a little area that they kind of designated to that. The, house, their ho- the houses are surrounding those three graves. Man, maybe you guys should have somebody come out and investigate that because it, if your neighbors are seeing the same thing, there's some true haunting that's going on oh, in your yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, my sister experienced that too. Uh, you hear footsteps inside the house and then they just stop and there's nobody in there, you know. Wow. And that sounds so much like what we used to get in our house in Gainesville. I get stuff now at my house. It's a little different. We used to get some of the same thing and and the experiences that I had also. The apparition that I saw looks like a soldier. The same thing. Wow. And again, like I mentioned at the top of the show is that, you know, we're in Virginia. Virginia is one of the first settled places in the United States and the Civil War. This part of the country was the biggest, well, the most of the war was here in this area in Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. It makes, it makes a lot of sense. And other people who I know also live in Gainesville, Manassas area. 
the soldiers is a common theme. I know somebody who saw a soldier in their backyard just marching. <laughs> so, I know. And I have to drive through the battlefield of Bull Run every day, back and forth from work. I, w- I won't do that. It's kind of I won't do that at night. Scary sure. and ominous during the wintertime, especially in the morning when the sun is just about to come up and you see nothing but fog and mist. Oh my gosh. No, see, I'm not, I, I won't go through there. I won't drive through there. Yeah, I, I swear, I swear, I'm just waiting for something to pop out. You know, because you just see the fog and I'm just waiting for, like you said, these guys just marching through the fog in the battlefield. It could happen. It, 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 it can. And the thing is that you're so, they can go right in front of your car. Like it, it can cause an accident. I mean, I don't know. I, that area, I, I've, I've gone through there, but like broad daylight. I mean, one in the afternoon, I have no problem doing that. Any later than that, like when it's getting darker, I won't go through there. Now, you mentioned that when you had this experience that you and your mom didn't really Mm -hmm. talk about it at that point. No. And what about afterwards? Afterwards, we we decided we needed to discuss it. We said, okay. So we said, um, what was that? And she said, "I, I I don't know. We don't have... We don't have soldiers just walking around. We didn't understand what that was. So what we had to do was uh, we definitely, uh, we looked up, um, we researched what could have been. And and we knew, we knew what it was after we couldn't find an answer, you know. So especially after it kind of disappeared, it just, it made us nervous to talk about it. We thought for a for a second, if we talked about it, maybe we would we would attract more, you know, <laughs> activity. Wow. But we did talk about it, and we came to the agreement that uh, that's what that was because it disappeared. It was there were tangible there were people that looked a little hazy, but nevertheless, people not like that other operation where you could just see a mist in the shape of a man. This these were people. There were colors in their clothes. I mean, their clothes look kind of old, but like as far as like worn out, you can, I mean, these clothes, these uniforms were not brand new. Does that make sense? Yeah. You can tell it was dirt. They were kind of dirty or old, like they've worn it for a long time. It just, they just kind of disappeared like in the distance. They didn't, they didn't turn around anywhere. They just, psh. so we did talk about it and, um, and, and we knew what it was and decided to just not talk about it again. <laughs> Now, it sounds like that you guys really didn't get scared. It was more confused at the time. So we were confused at the time. We didn't know what to make of it. We, didn't, we weren't expecting that. So we were just shocked. And we just kept, we were so shocked that we just kept staring at these soldiers and hearing the click, 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 click of the horses. And then afterward, and then we were not scared. And then we prayed. And we knew, we knew that the area that we were in um, could cause such, um, such an event. But no, we were not scared. We, we weren't because we knew that was, those things happen when you are in an area where 
when there are a lot of emotions, you know? Yeah. Cause you get increased activity just like that. You know, um, I, like I was mentioning about the, uh, residual hauntings, mm-hmm. usually it's again, some traumatic event that happened to this person mm-hmm. that causes this residual haunting. And they're just reliving this over and over and over again, you know, and with the, um, the, I don't want to say ghosts, but what you see or what you, um, yeah, I'll just say ghost. Now, how do you feel about ghosts? I mean, you, th- you, when you had this experience, you know, you just said you guys were more confused about it, but afterwards, when you're thinking by yourself, mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. it kind of scare you? Did you get chills, chills and saying like, eh, this is, you know, yeah. I saw a ghost. <laughs> uh, you do get a little nervous. Uh, you're, you, yeah. It gives you a little bit of a chills for me. Um, it's more sad. It makes me sad that I don't get so nervous or scared about these, the, the, these apparitions or these entities. Um, because not going wood, they haven't been, uh, violent or, you know, no malicious intent, no behind. malicious. They just look sad. They look sad. Like they're searching for something and they're confused. They're more confused than I am when I saw them. Does that make sense? Yeah. So for me, there's really 80% sadness and 20% on my part. So I'm sad for them. They, they project sadness because they seem confused, you know? Yeah, I understand. Like I said, I've had some experiences myself. Wow. Like I said, with that story, you should have somebody come investigate, (laughs) see what they can find. Some of these ghost hunters. So if you guys are ghost hunters out there and you want to investigate, I won't give you anybody's address names or anything (laughs) like that. But I could tell you the area where this event has happened. Now, was this the only one that you've had? Because you said it was about 25 years ago. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. So, well, no, then there was that gentleman that was... uh... Uh, oh, crossing the street. Sorry, yep, the one. But anything besides those, because you said that one's kind of a, like a residual one also that your neighbors have seen that as well. But besides your neighborhood, anything else that you've seen paranormal? Besides the neighborhood? Besides your neighborhood. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, for, oh, yeah, for, for me, it's something that um, it's, it's not an isolated event. Um, I've had, um, I can tell you, uh, real quickly about this one place um, where I, I actually saw per, this apparition was just a couple of one or two feet away from me. And it wasn't not in my neighborhood. It was in the place where I work. And um, this is a, um, it's a, it's a healthcare facility. That's all I can tell you. And um, I was, it was late and it was closing time. Everybody had gone home. Most people had gone home and, um, I was pretty much by myself and I still needed to do some work and I'm, and I'm walking by and I pass this, this room to my, to my left. I remember, and it was, there was an examining table there and there was a woman who, a, a lady who had to be in her seventies. She was about five, five. Wearing like a purplish type of outfit, two-piece outfit. Her hair was white and it was curled like she just made it up. Like she just had got out of the salon and her back was to me. And she was looking at that examining table with her head kind of tilted to the side. Almost she just looked like 
huh, almost like this look of like, hmm, like she was looking at it with confusion. And I passed by and I thought, why is this patient, this person here so late? We, we're, we're done. But I passed by, I thought somebody else was helping her. And um, the person that was in charge of that room came by a few minutes later. And I asked and inquired about this, this person. And she said, no, then nobody's been here since two hours prior. And I said, that's impossible. Wow. This woman is here right now. She can probably hear me talking about her. And I looked and she was gone. And no one else saw it? No, nobody saw else her. saw it. No. But then the next day, members of the cleaning crew, um, one of the members of the cleaning crew, that's how often I would stay late that I became friendly with the cleaning crew. She, the lady said, um, you know, miss, do you ever get scared in here? And I, I, I was like, what do you mean? Is something is wrong here. Something is very wrong. I've seen things that I don't want to discuss. And, um, and I'm like, no, no, I, I, I didn't want to tell her my experience because I was going to make her more nervous. So I, so I said, no, I don't know what you mean. No, this place, there's something wrong with this place. And this lady ended up quitting. So she was really So she must out. have seen a lot of things in that, that facility. Yeah. But hospitals in general, I mean, you talked about sadness in your neighborhood. Yeah. Hospitals. It's yeah. the worst. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It feels... Especially, it, it, you just know, it just feels, um, yeah, there are other stories in hospitals, but yes, yes, I completely agree. Now, before I let you go, do you think you're a, a sensitive? Because they say people that can feel things and see things are usually sensitive to, you know, the mm -hmm. paranormal. Do you mm -hmm. think you are or you feel that you are? Well, I... I I, I, I think I'm, I don't know, maybe, um, before when this whole thing happened where my, my dog and my baby and my, and my niece saw this thing, I felt what feels like almost, imagine a TV set when it turns on. Yeah. Okay. So when the TV, TV set turns on, the volume doesn't have to be on for you to know it's on. Yeah. Okay. So imagine a TV set. Multiply that by, I don't know, 20 TV sets and they all turn on at the same time, but the volume is off. I feel that before. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, yeah, you must be a sensitive. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Or like an open window. <laughs> yeah. You know? I know. And they, they talk about that a lot. Like I just um, said that people that have lots of paranormal experiences, mm -hmm. you know, and even like you just mentioned the story about in the healthcare facility, you saw it, but someone there didn't see it. And that person or that apparition could have been still standing there at that time. Someone else walked past, but they just not, I guess, are intuitive enough mm -hmm. to see it. Sure. It's possible. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Um, who knows? And I try to explain to people what this, or people the that feeling. are close to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not, that's something that I would promote uh, on Facebook or anything because people think you're weird. But um, this feeling of the TV sets turning on or the feeling that a, an open, an op a window has opened. Yes, yeah, so, but not, that sounds even more than a sensitive. That's more like towards a medium. Oh gosh. Well, I don't know about that, but. Yeah. 
because, you know, mediums, they, they get feelings like that, right? Oh, really? Yeah, they have feelings, but just like a job, you have to train at that job oh. to get better at the job. So when people realize that they have this gift, they'll train at the gift. They'll start to understand the gift. And once they understand the gift, they know what to look for and how to look for it, you know? So, and that's something maybe down the road you should start looking into, <laughs> see in, you know, but the, the bad thing about that is then you would start to see everything. I, I mean, I, I, there was a time when I thought I would embrace it, whatever this is, you know, I never consider myself sensitive. I, I thought everybody felt that, you know, because I've had it since I was a baby. I don't know, since I was little. So I thought everybody felt that. And then one day I, I realized that not everybody felt that the TV sets going on at the same time. And nobody in my family, a couple, my, 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 my parents don't understand that. My sister doesn't. Um, so maybe somebody else in the family would, but nobody immediately close to me understands it. So, uh, but one time I tried to embrace it and the feeling wasn't great. I, it, it that feeling of, uh, that coldness, it was intensified, but it was everywhere I went. Does that make sense? Uh, I was in, in, in the, uh, a, a giant one day and I felt it and I was at work but it was not a good feeling. So I, since I've kind of tried to not embrace it as much anymore because I don't like how it feels, but I, I don't know, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. Well, yeah, it's, it's because you don't understand what's going on. You don't fully understand what's going on. And that's just like everything. If you don't understand it, it, it makes you feel uncomfortable in the, you know, and then once you, like I said, if you trained at it, then maybe, you know, you'll get, you would get the feeling of sadness, which won't go away because if it is some traumatic event, mm -hmm. of course, it is a sad event. So you'll feel that sadness. Then there may be just some happy events that where someone may come through and say, you know, you can see me or you can hear me. Can you say, you know, to my loved one, X, Y, Z, you know what I mean? I understand. I just, some of these energies or whatever it is that you want to call them that I felt when I tried to embrace it and not, you know, they were, they, they, they feel, they feel very negative, yeah, oh, you know? Yeah, you don't want that. So some, it, I've been exposed to this enough that whether I want to embrace it or not, I still, I can tell when this energy is good and when it isn't. And when it isn't, I get really nauseated and just kind of sick to my stomach and dizzy. And um, it just feels, you feel just nervous and scared and you don't know why. But when, there, when it's a different type of, 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 of energy, I feel sad or I feel like I, I can feel sadness coming from this thing, but not, I don't feel in danger. But with the other thing I do, and, and I don't know why there are times when I feel that or, or, or why, I don't know. Who knows? But. Well, there's always the good and the bad. There's, you know, angels and demons. <laughs> That's it. That's all I can say about that. Angels and demons. So, mm -hmm. uh, well, we need to keep in touch because 
if you have any more of those paranormal things, you got to talk about it and you, you got to just try. I'll be happy to talk about it as long as I keep my identity kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not going to out you. Her name is Biff Bivington. <laughs> um, but no, um, just as far as, you know, you decide. I'll be happy to, you know, sure. to try to hone in on this gift. You know what I mean? You got to, you know, let me know. Send me a message. Email me or something like that. Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. And um, I, I mean, your podcast is not like there's so much that I could talk about and stuff that I've been exposed to with this kind of stuff that it's so you don't I don't know how other people can just write books about it or talk about it. I can't because you don't want you know, you might be perceived as strange or weird and it's for me personally, I just don't I'm just afraid of, of you know. Well, me, I talk about it all the time and I don't care who <laughs> hears about it because <laughs> this is I know as my truth. Well, Thank you so much for being on the show today, sharing your story. You've been a very good guest. I mean, yeah, I mean, these stories are very interesting. They are. Now, if you guys out there, like I always tell you, if you do have a story, if you do have a story that you'd like to share, email me, John Carter at mysteriesandbeliefpodcast.com. We can share your story on the show or you can be on the show to share your story. And again, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been great.